0: Each week on the New Hope Podcast, you'll hear messages and stories that are built on the bedrock of God's truth and discover practical ways to apply the gospel to your life and relationships. Thanks for listening and being a part of the New Hope family. Welcome in, New Hope family, to the Deep Dive. This is the time where we dig into Sunday's sermon and discuss what was talked about on Sunday in person with the person who spoke. I'm Dan, and today I have the privilege of sitting here with Keith, and uh, we're getting to hang out a little bit and talk.
1: Yeah, Absolutely.
0: So, first Peter, you kicked yes, it off. Why yes, first Peter? We
1: well, uh, well, I planned that gosh, two years ago. So <laughs> I don't know if I can remember. I just felt led to do it. I try to, when I do my planning, I try to do old and new and rotate and, you know, fill in topical and stuff. Uh, you know, honestly, I don't know that I had a deep thought necessarily when I put it on my schedule two years ago, but to me, it's just how God works. I think it's a good time to talk about. The themes of First Peter and sing uh, good and difficult times. Yeah,
0: it's it's pretty providential the way that the Lord has outlined the sermon right. schedule. Right. Like just continuously since I've come on staff, I'm like, that's exactly what we're walking through yeah. in the middle of a pandemic, yeah. and yet this was planned years yeah. a year ago.
1: Uh, yeah, a year and a half, almost to, yeah, well, I'd say a year and a half ago, yeah. Yeah, uh, definitely, because I'm not that smart. <laughs> you know, I'm not, I'm certainly not a a profit in the sense that I could see a year and a half in advance and know exactly what we should be talking about. So,
0: right. Yeah. What are some of the main themes we're going to be discussing in First Theater, Peter, coming up?
1: Well, just a lot of different ones. I wish I'd brought my themes uh, on that I've got on the schedule. Uh, last week we talked about our present hope. Next week we're going to talk. It's kind of connected. We're going to talk about our future hope. And then, as I recall, we talk about one of them. I, I, I like the title. Uh, I, sometimes i change my titles, but nonetheless, yeah. uh, something along um, dealing with crazy times. Mm-hmm. I can't remember the exact title on it, but we'll talk about how do you function when you're when the world around you is going crazy. I mean, at yeah. times, that, that'll be one of the themes. We'll look at marriage. We'll look at our relationships within the context of challenging times. Yeah. And so, yeah, there's a whole list of them. I'm not recalling off the top of my head.
0: Yeah, difficulty, suffering, and we oh, we kicked well, it off. Marco supplied
1: way. me with them. Ooh, there we go. <laughs> so that's awesome. Thank you, Marco. Yeah. So we'll look at uh, truth that transforms. I was trying to look at the one that that I was mentioning a while ago. Uh, light in a corrupt culture. Yeah. Uh, oh, calm in the midst of crazy. That's one I'm looking for.
0: Yeah, that's not looking applicable at all right no, now. No, not N- at not all. Not even a little bit.
1: Calm in the. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely.
0: I think one of the themes, even through the themes you just mentioned, were uh, about trials and difficult times. And I uh-huh. think you kicked it off. So this past Sunday, you, you said we cannot avoid difficult times. But if you're a follower of Christ, you have the ability to see good in difficult times by yeah. seeing through the eyes of Christ. Yes. How do we develop that ability to see through the eyes of Christ?
1: Yes. Yeah, so, and that, that's, that's exactly the crux of the matter. Uh, because otherwise you and i can even as a believer we we're going to go you know it's it's what i was saying sunday we're all going to go through difficult times you can't stop that train that's just the fallen world we live in so it comes down to a choice am i gonna let god use those for good to refine me to do good in and through me or am i just going to go through them and, and so the how, the how, that's what we'll be digging into as we go through this series of first Peter and be very practical, because God's word is very practical. So, so one way is to ask yourself, I mean this this almost sounds kind of elemental, but ask yourself, how would Christ look at this, whatever I'm going through right now? Yeah. What is it? Ask. Ask the question to start with get it on your radar to even engage that thought what is jesus trying to show me what does he want to do with this yeah what can he do in and even through me uh, during this time because for example i've seen many believers who allow look at their circumstances through god's eyes through christ's eyes and they are an incredible point of encouragement to those going through their own trials yeah if they had just turned inward and chosen to just bemoan the fact, for example, or feel sorry for themselves that they're going through a trial, they wouldn't have been able to be that to somebody else. Mm-hmm. So, that, that's it. so I guess the bottom line to your question, one, uh, is to stop and pause and ask, how would Christ look? His word also tells you how Christ looks at difficult times. James chapter 1, I've mentioned before the whole book of 1 Peter. Uh, I didn't mention it Sunday, but one, some of the scholars say that 1 Peter is the Job of the New Testament. Mm. And I thought that was a good, kind of a good perspective if people are familiar with the book of Job.
0: Yeah, totally. And I, I think the scriptures celebrate suffering yep. in, in a way that no no nobody else does.
1: Yes. And, and I would say it just a hair different. I, yeah. I, I know what you mean, and I agree with you. I wouldn't say that it celebrates suffering as much as the good God brings out of suffering. Yes. Uh, yeah. It, we're not called, as you know, to, to be a masochist. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. not that deal where I'm looking forward to pain. Yeah. But, but, but
0: when it comes. Yes, exactly. We we can actually have hope in it. Right. And we can actually, like, suffering isn't just the worst thing in the world for right. the Christian. Right. Because we know God is doing something through it and he's growing us. Right.
1: Right and even through us again it's not even just always about me yeah but he refines not only me but he refines how god can use my life to make a difference in other people's lives
0: yeah and so you mentioned like difficult times right what we're just talking about right now right they can either cause you to grow or become bitter right and your response determines those results yeah for example you can you can either share your struggle Yes. Right and walk through it with somebody, right? Or turn inward on your on yourself, and mm-hmm. maybe that limits the amount of blessing that you can be to somebody else. But how, how do we do that good work in faith to see the good in difficult times? Yeah, and live that out.
1: Yeah. So so it starts with perspective, as I was talking about Sunday. Don't start with with response. That's that's a form of legalism, in my view. That's taking the truth of God's word, and just simply trying to live by the rules. So you yeah. gotta start with, how am I looking at this? Am I really looking at my circumstances through Christ's eyes? Am I letting him develop his heart within me, mm. taking on the mind of Christ? And so once I do that, then I'm ready for response. That will will guide my response. So I do that, and I'll give you an example. We've got people here at New Hope for instance, who have lost a loved one, yeah. uh, gone through the, the just incredible, painful grief of loss. And I, I mean, even some that have lost kids and yeah, you know unexpected kinds of death as opposed to your parents being older and that, that kind of thing. Right. Th- those folks, and I've seen one example after another in this church and other churches I've served in, they could choose to turn inward and become angry and bitter And people do choose that. I see that too. Yeah. Or they could choose to let God use their pain to help others. And I've seen them do, it's amazing when they choose to let Christ use their pain to help others, how much, I think it even surprises them sometimes how much God uses their life in that case. Yeah. So that's where the, the response comes. And then the result, God brings good results out of that when we choose to do it His way. I don't know if any of that makes sense yeah, or not. Yeah,
0: it does. And there's a level of vulnerability you have to be yes. willing to have to do that.
1: Yes. And that's all—that's that inward thing, that mind and heart thing. You've got to start with the mind and heart. Too often in our culture, Dan, I think we jump to action before we should. Yeah. Because we're very – and I'm an action-oriented kind of a personality in the first place. So I'm a goal. I like charging the mountains and – conquering the hill and all that stuff. I like achieving, you know, I don't think that's a sin in and of itself. But if I start with action before I allow Christ to transform mind and heart, then it's going to be actions for the wrong reasons sometimes mm-hmm. or that go the wrong place, you know, any number of, of things. So we can't lo- we can't leave out that transformative process that the Bible outlines start with mind and heart. Then action, then you'll see results in God's hands.
0: Otherwise, it's ready, fire, aim. Yes, exactly. You know. That's a good. One. And I hear, I hear thunder. we we're, the storm is coming yeah. in. That's I don't know exciting. if that was
1: God putting an exclamation on what we were saying. Hopefully. I think so.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, either that or he's very angry <laughs> yeah. at us. One or the we'll other. We'll find
1: out. I guess, I guess we we're going to find out if God agrees with us or not. If he a yeah. lightning bolt come through the ceiling. But it, anyway.
0: And by the same token, like when we know how to obey God through his word. We're knowledgeable, we understand, uh-huh. right? right? We're we're called to still do that even if we don't feel like our heart is ready for it.
1: Yes, you're right. Uh, so forgiving somebody, for example. Yeah. Uh, I'm called to forgive even when I don't feel like it. I'm called to minister even when it's not convenient. Right. on you know, I agree with you. And that's part of that heart-mind work. When I know uh-huh. what is right and I take steps of faith that is right, he changes my heart and mind along with I'm choosing the right steps. Yeah, but but it's both of those components is what I, I would emphasize. Is that too often we don't even camp out on the what is the truth mm-hmm. before we jump into action? Sometimes.
0: Yeah. So Piper, uh-huh. uh, he he wrote a book called "Don't Waste Your Life." Yeah. Uh, and he also talked about kind of in that book and a couple other sermons like how not to waste your battle with cancer. Ah. Wow, and so essentially I saying that—that's good. It, it's interesting because mm-hmm. what he's saying is, how, how do you suffer well during your battle with yeah. cancer? It, you you mentioned, by the way, in your sermon, right? Mm-hmm. Don't waste a difficult time, right? Which made me chuckle, right? <laughs> because you know right. how how often do we, right? You know, we see a difficult time, we try and do exactly that. We turn in on ourselves. Mm-hmm. We we get absorbed in ourselves. Right. We get so wrapped up, and we're just trying to hold on. And make it through, because mm-hmm. we think if we can just hold on, it'll be okay. Right. Rather right. than using this time to take advantage of that suffering right. to grow personally. Right. How, how can we develop a perspective, or, or what do we need to do to, to view our suffering in a way that we can take advantage to personally grow in those times yeah. of suffering?
1: Yeah, I, I think that <clears throat> difficult times give us focus. Uh, and it's not a focus we prefer, but— Yeah. And here's what I mean by that. I know in my heart that God's word calls me to take my faith, my relationship with Christ one day at a time. Quit looking ahead because I don't know what tomorrow brings. Jesus said, you've got enough trouble to worry about today. Don't worry about tomorrow. (laughs) We do. So so I know in my heart and my mind to take it one step one day at a time. But when I'm hit with pain or suffering or circumstances I wasn't expecting, that kind of forces me to live that way, you know, in a way. And so that's one thing I can do. One day, one step at a time. I can't worry about tomorrow. All I've got is right here right now. And so I think and I'm going to mention some of the things we already know. Grounded in his word, stay don't don't give up on that. Keep talking to him. I mean, prayer is not a a position on your knees with your eyes closed 24/7. It is an ongoing conversation with Christ. Throughout your day, yep, and the scripture can help you do that if you understand and, and and start applying His word. So, His word, conversation with Him, saying, "Lord, help me see how I should look at this. What are You trying to show me? What do You want to do with this moment mm-hmm. uh, in in my life?" And I think the other piece that I've mentioned before in other settings, because these are kind of the foundational pieces, is community of faith. Mm-hmm. You're not called to suffer on your own. By example, for example, right when I'm going through a hard time, it is great to know that there's people that care and notice and are praying for me genuinely. And, and, and just it's that community aspect that is missing in some believers life. That community gives you strength to carry on one day at a time as well. And to make the right choice to see the good in difficult times. Absolutely. So I think those three basic components are, are very important. And and you know, you boil it down to me, it's that next step of faith. Yeah. What is my next step of faith that God's calling me to take? And until I take that one, I can't take the next one, right? It's one step at a time.
0: One thing at a time. Yeah. You know, and that, that community, like we are called to bear one another's burdens. Right. And I think I think oftentimes like when we when you say the answer really is mm-hmm. We need to read our Bible, pray, and be in community. Yeah. We can be like, man, that seems like the answer. But oh my gosh, like
1: it's the foundation. Right? Yeah.
0: Like God continually harps on those three things yes. for a reason. Right. That's why you hear teachers harp on those right. three things.
1: Exactly. The, God repeats himself a lot, a lot in the Bible. I mean, and he must know as well, because he knows we're like we're like the uh you know, the hard headed kids yeah. that we raised. Yeah, I don't get it the first time,
0: 100, or the
1: second or the third. You
0: know, and and I think like when we talk about reading scripture, right? It's right. not sitting down for 15, 20, 30 minutes in the morning and just right. going through, you know, opening up the book and yeah. reading it. Yeah, like we're talking about meditating, dwelling on a scripture in a way yes. that it transforms your life because Thank you God. haven't read the scriptures, you haven't learned the scriptures unless you're executing what the scriptures is. Yeah. they're telling you to do.
1: Yes, yes, and I, I would add, I would piggyback on that it's memorize meditate i I say that a lot um i can't tell you how how many times i have sensed god's presence in his ministry to me on a personal basis just driving in my car i'm you know struggling with something in my head or whatever it is and i'm able to go to psalm 31 that's the one i'm kind of memorizing and meditating on right now yeah and just Talking and, and just running those scriptures through my mind as I'm driving uh, down the road or whatever it is or laying in bed, yeah, uh, that's 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 engaging His Word on a much pers- more personal, deeper basis. Mm-hmm. It's uh, allowing it to soak in, allowing Him to speak into my life, yeah, with with the truth of His written Word.
0: Absolutely, yeah, so. it's it's the permeating effect of living in the scriptures. Yeah. And that will cause you to pray because your mind is on the Lord, yeah. right? Yeah. Like you're thinking about it. Right. And so naturally your natural response is to have that conversation because his words are in your mouth yeah. and your mind, right?
1: Yeah. yeah. No, I agree. And, and William Hendricks, this is one of his teaching principles. He, he, and I've never forgotten this. He said, don't just read, but contemplate what you read. Right. So if you got, you know, 10 minutes and you're reading scripture, spend five reading and spend five meditating on contemplating what you read too often we'd only just spend 10 minutes reading and it's kind of one ear out the other be honest checkbox
0: so, let's get our kid breakfast yeah, and, yes yes and exactly it is the craziness of the morning yes or the evening that right. can drive that right but it is important maybe it's more important to read less and to think and, more and, and to dwell
1: more yeah, exactly right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we, we live in such a phonetic, crazy, pace culture Yeah, that that's even more important to be still, for mm-hmm. example, and know that I'm God, Psalm 4610, I believe, if I remember. Yeah. But, yeah. So, so it's just those basic inward disciplines that I think are so critical, but they're also so easy to drift away from. Mm-hmm. Because God doesn't scream at me when I don't do these things. Right. Yeah. Uh, some ways I wish he would, I think, I don't know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> there is thunder uh, in the background. Yeah, <laughs> I know.
1: Maybe he is. <laughs> Maybe and I tell you, uh, some people think pastors don't struggle with this, but get real, you know, oh, yeah. I prepare sermons every week, but I, that's not in and of itself my growth. I've got to have personal times in his word, yeah. not just when I'm preparing messages. Um, so I, I have, as big a struggle with making sure I'm um, spending time in prayer and in his word on a personal basis is just like everybody else.
0: Right. Because you can t- you can just be praying for your congregation. That's right. You know, and it, your 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 time can just be centered about around this. your people. About my calling. Shepherd? Right. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. So I,
0: anyway, I think that kind of shifting back a little mm-hmm. bit. So we, we talked a few weeks ago about having good days. Yeah. And what is it? What is a good day? And. How do you have a good day and it's <laughs> it's a day that is filled by looking through the perspective of Christ right right, right yeah. and being filled with the understanding and being filled with the Holy Spirit uh, and that that makes a good day it's mm-hmm. not you know hey, you got a bonus in your job it's not right. it's not oh my gosh, you know like the the car worked this time yes, <laughs> right right right, right, right. It, but so often the our circumstances do do affect our perspective, right? right? And they can tend to dictate our perspective. Yes. And so, if something bad happens, we become in a bad. Mood. And some of that's natural, sure. Right? Sure. But some, we we don't necessarily have to be affected by everything that is happening because no. we have an identity rooted in Christ, and we exactly. have a we have a greater inheritance. We'll, we'll get to in a minute, uh-huh. but right. we have a living hope, right. don't we? Right. And so, my my question really is, what what does what does it mean? Like, how do we fight against our circumstances yeah. dictating our perspective?
1: Yeah, well, well, first of all, you choose to. You don't just give in. So too often, I think when we go through a difficult circumstance and we go down the black tunnel, yeah. <laughs> we, we allow the circumstances to drag us into that dark hole. because right. we're not fighting back. And the, the one way you fight back is to stop and say, Lord, yeah, I know these things are not good. This is painful, whatever it may be. But that rose over there, i've seen in a while or yeah i had a freeze and all my plants and trees and everything around my house looked dead but you know what spring came and a lot of most of them have come back and it's amazing uh just the hope there is it the small things i I may be struggling but i've got a wife and family that i just adore and i'm blessed with and you know it's the purposeful thinking Mm. but that is also where no reading and memorizing and meditating on God's Word comes in too because I can start doing what David did. Yep. For example, in the Psalms, you see it all through there. Even in the worst of times, he didn't he didn't deny them. That's what we talked about with First Peter. He didn't deny the pain or the suffering. Yeah. He was just able to face it with victory because of Christ. He was able to see good that God can bring out of those, those things. So I think... God's word in your heart and in your mind helps you fight back as well.
0: I agree. And I think so often when we think of King David, mm-hmm. we think we're like Goliath. Yeah. You know, he's king. Yeah. Everything's awesome. Right. And we think of Bathsheba. Mm-hmm. And then we think of, you know, but, but we think of David in victorious terms. Right. And you you read through the yeah. the, the history literature in yeah. the, the Old Testament. You see that David's life was filled with a, an immense amount of suffering.
1: Yeah, not to count, not to mention his family, his own sons turning on him. And yeah, a lot of dysfunction within the relationships there. So yeah.
0: right. Yeah, and, and yet at the same time, like he's able to face it because he yes. knows the Lord. And so David was a man of sorrows in yes. so many ways. Yeah, and that I, I love the Psalms because it, it feels like me. Yes. You know, (laughs)
1: I can relate. (laughs) Yeah. And that's why I've gotten hung up on Psalm 31 for so long, and it's been months. And I'm trying to, I'm trying to ultimately memorize the whole chapter, Lord willing. Yeah. It just takes me forever, but because I don't, uh, I I have to work hard at that. But uh, anyway, I remember if you look at that Psalm, just as an example of what you talked about, he he talks about his enemies, how hard life is, and on and on he goes. And then he gets to verse 14 in that Psalm, and he says, but.
0: Mm hmm. That's but a good but.
1: I tr- it's a good but. I trust in the Lord. I say He is my God. Yeah. And then He says, "My times are in Your hand," verse fifteen, mm-hmm. uh, and deliver me from my enemies. And so He's there's this underlining confidence in the midst of the struggle. Yeah. And that's what that's what hope is again. It's it's a confident expectation based on who Christ is, mm-hmm. not based on what I want, not based on my how i'm dealing with things but based on who christ is in my life i can i'll, I'll have a confident expectation yeah so
0: I, I love hebrews 11 1 says now faith is the assurance of things what i yep. hope for and the convictions of things not seen. yes it's yep. talking about faith but it's it's that confidence assurance yep. right yep. that hope right there right. right man i i think that's really key and yep. go, going back to that first peter Passage, mm-hmm. it talks about how according to God's great mercy, right? That's where we are born again of a living hope. Mm-hmm. Right? Right. So God's we see God's mercy on David's life, we see God's mercy on our lives when we're paying attention. Right, yeah, right. And at the same time, we've been given a ultimate mercy of salvation. Mm-hmm. So I guess when, when Peter talks about being born again by a living hope. What does that mean to be born again and
1: why is living hope? Well, born again is the salvation part, but it's also that ongoing transformative, the new creation, 2 Corinthians 5.17 part. You're you're a new creation. You're being created anew. So um, that is what leads to the living hope. When I've got that genuine relationship with Christ, and I'm, I'm choosing to walk with him, that's when I'm going to experience the living hope, which again, you go to the next verse in that passage as we talked about on Sunday, he, he refers to that, the living hope, as an inheritance. And inheritance, as I was talking about, Sunday is a gift. It's not something you earn. It's something right. you either choose to receive or not. So So first of all, I guess the basic is look at who Jesus is if you're not sure and decide because jesus claimed to be the word become flesh he claimed to be the only way to the father to have a relationship with god he claimed to be the way to salvation yeah in other words you'll be able to spend eternity in the presence of god supposed to separate from him mm. and so he's either who he claimed to be or he's not it's it's the you know cis lewis yeah, yeah yeah thing he, he you know he. He boiled it down to um, he's either who he claimed to be or he's a liar and a lunatic. Right, right. It, there's no in-between ground with Jesus because of what he and who he claimed to be. So bottom line, decide that. Now, Peter was speaking to believers who already had that relationship and they're going through difficult times. Yeah. So he's the foundation. Yeah. He's the foundation for being able to see the good of difficult times. So.
0: Absolutely. The, that foundation and also like... Uh, you talked about that inheritance and I want to key on it in on uh-huh. that for a second. So right. how, how do we live in the inheritance that is imperishable, undefiled, unfading, kept in heaven for us in the day to day?
1: How do we live in that? Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> the million yeah. dollar question. Yeah, really? Yeah.
1: Yes. It, well, again, it goes back to those three things we talked about, you know, staying grounded in his word and your relationship with Christ, follow him one day at a time yeah. and, and, and community. Yeah, build relationships with other believers who are cho- not perfect. Nobody's perfect, but they're consistent about walking with Christ. That's that point of encouragement. Uh, and to me, the the part where he says that basically, you know, your this inheritance can never be taken away from you. It's it's those three terms we looked at. That's what you'll experience. I can't cause that, but I can experience it when I trust christ in the middle of my mess
0: i remember when i was a kid it was coming to kind of the end of the school year right, uh-huh, right. and it's spring yeah and i know that there's finals ahead and all yeah. the above but i see summer
1: right
0: And i'm like if i can just get through get spring there. right i can hit summer yeah. and then it's freedom you right. know or theoretical anybody's freedom.
1: been to school or uh, college or seminary knows that feeling yeah. right right
0: but there's that expectation and there's the ability to continue because you see that light at the end of the tunnel. Yes. And when I think about inheritance, like I think of it in the sense of where I'm like, man, I know where the end is. Right. And I can see it because right. I know who is my end and who keeps my end. Right. Therefore, in the day to day, man, if that's not going to get ruined, it's not going to get undefiled. It's not going to get touched. I, right. I can I can bear with temporary suffering. Right. Because I know forever. I will not be in temporary suffering. One right. day I will be delivered from it. Right. You know? Yeah.
1: yeah. And I, I like, and I didn't do this Sunday. I could have, because I think it'd been a good picture. I, and I, I, I cheated and borrowed this from, uh, I saw Francis Chan do it. Oh, yeah. Years ago. Yeah. Uh, and I used this, oh gosh, at least once. Uh, but you get a big rope and I ran it across the whole stage on Sunday. Yeah. And on the end of it, taped just about an inch, inch and a half of on red tape on that whole rope. So you got this rope that's, what, 15, 20 feet long, and you pick up that end with the tape on it, and that represents our life now yeah. versus life eternity. So that's what I saw, Peter's in perspective, is that, yes, suffering's not easy, it's painful, and it feels like it's gonna last forever, but it doesn't. Mm that's that's part of the hope and perspective we can have when it comes to our challenging times. There is a light at the end of the tunnel, as you, you mentioned. Yeah. And I would add to that there is purpose. God doesn't just say suffer for the sake of suffering. He, he'll, he'll allow us to go through things and he'll do a refinement Mm. within us and even in our lives. If we'll let him, he'll make our relationships more, valuable, he'll make your purpose more focused. I mean, there's just all kinds of auxiliary um, things that God will do if we'll choose to walk with him through it.
0: Yeah, yeah, man. I was, I was walking around on Sunday and three different times somebody mentioned uh, the armor of God. Oh yeah. Uh, And specifically the shield and the shield of faith. faith. Right. And you talked about how God guards us, right, and guards us with faith. Right. Talk about the the concept of, of God uh, shielding th- that us. shield. Yeah.
1: Yeah. 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 Um, well, and again, the key part there, he says through faith. Yeah. And, and again, I think the language is important there because he says through faith, uh, he has not mm. will. Mm-hmm. It's not a future promise, it's a present promise. He has shielded by God's power, Mm. he's talking about believers. And so God won't force this, that's the point I was trying to make Sunday, he won't force his protection on you, he offers it. And that's why we've got this relationship as opposed to him being this dictator God in the sky kind of thing. So if I will only one day at a time, in the midst of my, my mess or whatever it is, choose faith, choose that next step of faith, that's when he'll shield. And again, I, I mentioned this Sunday. I love that compound word because it talks about the fact that he's been watching. Mm. He's never surprised by anything. We always are, but he's not. And he's ready to guard and protect. Yeah. And so I, I way I've experienced that is he has protected me from dumb decisions. <laughs> I mean, for example, because I, I remember a pastor saying once, I think this is premarital counseling, so this is a long time ago, and I still remember it. He said, don't make important decisions when you feel bad. Mm. Sometimes when we start feeling bad with our circumstances, we tend to make important decisions when we feel bad. And that's usually not a smart thing. You're going to do at yeah. whole. So I think sometimes God will convict you and say, no, maybe that's not such a smart choice yeah. to make at this moment, uh, for example. So I think he'll protect you against de- uh, wrong choices, destructive choices in those times where you're, uh, you're just struggling or going through something. Uh, I think sometimes he'll protect you again. Well, not sometimes he will protect you against the spiritual warfare that will just flat overwhelm you as a believer. If you don't have that shield, uh, I think he protects you against circumstances you didn't see coming except in hindsight. I I told somebody, uh, the other day, I was my men's group, that we we're just talking about God's sovereignty. Mm-hmm. And I said, you know, what I've learned is I have the best sight looking backwards. <laughs> you know, uh, my my most on cue wisest insight is hindsight. Yeah, <laughs> that's not God's, but that's mine. And so, so lots of times I don't notice that God's been shielding me. Yeah. during a period of time until I say, oh, this could have happened, but it didn't because yeah. of his grace. So, you know, just there's all kinds of ways that we experience the fact that he's protecting us. And sometimes, quite frankly, he's protecting us most from ourselves. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I think. I, oh, I couldn't agree more. Yeah. You know, God in his sovereignty has foresight. Right. Not just Hindsight. So he right. knows everything. His foresight is the same as his hindsight. Yes. Because he knows everything, yeah. because he's God and he's yes. sovereign. He's omnipotent, right? Yeah. All-knowing.
1: Yes. And, and to add a sight word, I would say insight. Yeah. He has this wisdom we we can only gain from him.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So. And I agree with you. I mean, you know, sometimes the past seems fuzzy, but a lot of times you can see 2020. Yeah. Like you see it clearly. Oh, Yeah. Man, 2020 really has taken on a different term now, hasn't <laughs> it?
1: That's really unfortunate. That's
0: really unfortunate.
1: Yeah, I'm afraid so.
0: And I was thinking about, as you were talking, just guarding us spiritually. In Ephesians 6, uh-huh. th- that shield of faith, what does right. it do? It distinguishes the flaming arrows of the yeah. enemy, right? Yeah. Right. And so God is guarding us, yes, against ourselves, but also against the the prince of the power of the air, the ruler of this yeah. world, and Those against Satan, yeah. against demon. Right. The Dina, unseen against,
1: against enemy, but it's real. he's real. Right.
0: Yeah, And we don't even necessarily know it, but because we've been born again in a living hope, underneath faith, like the Lord is guarding, shielding, protecting. It's that shepherding.
1: Yeah. You know, what's funny is a side note. I don't don't go too far down the, the rabbit trail. But what's interesting to me is some people, even believers, will struggle with the concept of spiritual warfare. Yeah because I can't see it, Mm -hmm. you'll certainly experience it, but you can't see it. But at the same time, we will accept by faith and it's not faith. It's fact that there's this virus been spreading around the world for over a year now. Yeah. That could kill you or cause issues or, you know, shutting down whole countries. Mm -hmm. I don't know about you, but I've not yet, I've yet to meet the COVID-19 virus. Right. I've not shaken his hand. Yeah. But yet we're all convinced it's real. And of course it is. Yeah. And yeah. so it's funny that we will have doubts about the spiritual realm right. because we can't see it, but yet we won't about a bunch of other things you don't see in life. Is
0: the that? realm of germs. Yes, you know? just
1: that is one example. Yeah. yeah. So, it But it's very real, mm-hmm. that realm and the fact that we need the shield to be protected. It's very real. It's not yeah. ethereal. Right. It's not mythological. It's real. Yeah. And so... Hopefully, more believers will get their shield in place. Yeah, because lots of them aren't. They're, they're walking out into the battle naked. Right. Quite frankly. Right. Without their, without their uh, the protection of their faith their protections. Yeah. Right. No,
0: a hundred percent. And uh, I think I think that faith grows through refinement. So yes. you you told me. Uh, that you were from the Jersey Shore on Sunday, I was stage. not,
1: and I did not. Okay, exactly. Okay, I was wondering if you,
0: you know, your cycle was gym tan laundry, but yeah, either no. way, no? no, Okay. I'm
1: not a Jersey man. Okay, I, nothing against my mother. All right, love her dearly, but mm-hmm. yeah, I'm a Texas boy okay. for sure.
0: But family's from Jersey.
1: Half of my family. Okay, my dad's side was down here, but uh, yeah, she's from New Jersey.
0: My my mom's from New York, New York, oh, yeah. New York, and yeah. so. Uh, same, same kind of lineage there, so, but uh,
1: some intense culture, right? Oh,
0: <laughs> you better believe it, man. You better, you, you wonder why I talk fast. Yeah. My mom dogs real fast. Uh, but you talked about the glass makers that are up in Jersey yeah. and how that glass is crafted and it's right. refined right? and how God does a similar process with us. yes, Man, how does God refine us and wh- what does that look like? And,
1: well, well, I would say answer that in at least a couple of ways off the top of my head. One is uninvited circumstances. Mm. For example, uh, nobody in their right mind invited a pandemic mm-hmm. for over a year and all the struggles that came with it. But yet here we are. There it is. So I can either choose to let God use it and bring some good out of it, learn from it, grow from it, or I can just you know just kind of feel sorry for myself for a year, yes, yeah. you know, and just give up. Uh, sometimes by God's grace. He helps me grow through my stupid choices I make. Mm-hmm. So sometimes I create my difficult times. Sometimes they're just hoisted upon me. Uh,
0: all but, the time. Yes. <laughs> I feel yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So
1: either way, the grace of God will walk you through it. Now, he won't take away the consequences necessarily of the choices I make, for example, but he will bring good out of them if I'll, if I'll get back on cue here and walk mm-hmm. and follow him. So to me, there there's that that you know refining process, regardless of of the source of the trial or the difficult time.
0: Yeah, you know, it, In scripture, it reminds me of the story of Joseph.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Whereas Joseph starts out, yeah. and he's kind of a jerk to his brothers. Yeah, like we
1: on the front end. Yeah, yeah
0: we don't we tone it down. <laughs> Had a like, good
1: reason, by the way. Yeah, I can't say I would have been any different.
0: Yeah, <laughs> and so he you know he gets thrown into a pit by his brothers who are jealous right. of him after right. they're taunting. And he's taunting their brother, right? Right. And then you see this process of refinement through the rest of his life where God uses him in a foreign kingdom to do amazing things and then preserve Israel and take care of his brothers at the end. And he's kind and he's weeping at the end. Yeah. Where I don't think he was doing that in the pit.
1: No. Yeah. And I tell you, that's a great example because to me, the story of Joseph is the fact that God has such a bigger picture perspective in mind that we can't comprehend and i'm convinced that he doesn't reveal it all to you what he wants to do because you might have a heart attack and die on the Mm -hmm. spot he he reveals what you need to know in order to take the next step of faith yeah because i can't handle the big picture yeah but he has it and and joseph clearly he didn't have a clue that he god was going to use him to save So many people, and help his family—not just his family, but the the whole nation of Israel. As you pointed out, right. So Genesis
0: fifty twenty: what God, or what man has meant for evil, God will use for good.
1: Yes. Yep. Yeah, and there's a lot of there's all kinds of directions we could go on that, but
0: yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, we are we are actually wrapping up. Yep. So thank you. Yeah, uh, for my pleasure always having this conversation in
1: the midst of a storm. We've been having this conversation, ironically. I know we can hear the thunder outside.
0: It's just rumbling, yeah. like crazy. So <laughs> uh, if you hear things in the background, that's why.
1: That's, that's what that's, it is. Yeah, I even heard sirens at one point. I'm yeah. thinking, oh okay, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Hopefully they're right. not coming our way. But yeah. hey. and I think
0: some hid kids. people. Yeah, line. a lot yeah. of fun, a lot yeah. of fun. Well, hey guys, if you um, man. If you feel like this podcast has been helpful and beneficial to you, we we have been trying to push this to our New Hope family very intentionally as another tool for equipping. Right in in the 3D right d- develop discover develop deploy. This, this is really the develop. This is a development tool. And so my our hope is that you would go ahead and and just help this tool become more available to our people by going to the bottom of Apple podcasts or Spotify or whatever by subscribing, by leaving a review, by putting a five star on there so that it's more easily available to our people. So that when they search for new hope, they find it yeah. right off the bat. It'll help some of us that are not as technically challenged or, or more technically challenged and, and not as familiar with, with coming in, 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 right. in jumping into the podcast game. And so if you would do that just as a blessing to uh, your, the other people that are part of the new hope family that are looking for it. That'd be really, really helpful. So.
1: Yeah, and be sure and type in New Hope FBC. That's that's key for that's getting key. it to come up. Yeah, absolutely. I've I, learned that the hard way. I'm one of those people Dan's talking about. <laughs> Didn't want to name it any names. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah, right. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, guys, we love you. We'll talk to you all next week.